This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the Redskins beating the Giants and moving into first place in the NFC East. We talk about the game balls, kicking the balls, and a look forward to Dallas. This and much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, 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 what's Excellent! Welcome, everybody. Harry Hog Football, episode number 400. Is this 400? 400. Holy crap. Episode 400, episode Dallas week. 400. Love it. Yep, yep. 400. One, that's one more than 300. Yeah, dude, dude that's like 100, 100 more. more that's a hundred more than the amount of people that the Spartans had in 300. The Spartans. If we had like, one episode for every person, we'd outnumber the Spartans. If by. we gave them each an iPod back in the I day. I thought it was the Trojans. Whatever. Whatever. If we <laughs> gave them each a, an iPod and had them listen to one episode, there would still be a hundred episodes up for grabs. Yeah. Except we're missing episode number two somewhere. Unless someone has it. They st- it's, yeah, that's it's true. never surfaced. Episode two is the is the truly lost episode. Anyway, uh, welcome to Harry Hog Football episode number four hundred, in which not only do we get to talk about the Redskins moving into first place, how fitting, but we also get to talk about Dallas Week. Oh so yeah. Are the Redskins standalone in first place, or do we share first place? We we are we have the tiebreaker over the Giants. So we are. Te- so is it like a half game type thing? Is that how it's no, considered? No, no, it's, it's like by the hair of their teeth. Yeah, it's by the tiebreakers. We have the same record, but we have the tiebreaker. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, I was confused about that because like everybody's like top of the NFC East, and then like old Larry Michael, the self-proclaimed voice of the Washington Redskins, when he talks about it, he's like all excited. He gets all excited, so he sounds like that stereotypical Mexican from uh, Blazing Saddles that goes, yeah. you know, when a uh, um, um, Mongo comes into town. He goes, Mongo! I starts spitting all over the place and everything. That's what that's what he sounds like when he gets excited. Oh, I know, dude. Larry. But but I want to remind everybody. Larry. Yes, it is a nice feeling to be on top of the NFC East. However, what is our um? What is our? <laughs> We're what in is the our lead loss? Five, five six. <laughs> is that what it is? Five and six. Yeah. Uh, that is not a winning record, guys. I'm, I hate to burst everyone's bubble. It's winning if it's better than everyone else in your division. That's true. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it is not a winning record. It is a great... Hey, if they beat everyone else in their division, we're in the playoffs regardless of the record. And everyone knows once you get to the playoffs, especially Giants, Anything you can go happen. all the way because then all of a sudden you just have to get hot. You gotta get hot at the right time. Oh, we need to thank our longtime benevolent sponsor, dudes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Desmond C. Lee, thank you for being our longtime benevolent sponsor. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Desmond C. Lee 2. Because, because Desmond uh, C. Lee 1 was already taken or hacked. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, a lot of times, you know, if you're a prominent figure and you and you write, uh, you, you write the person that owns that, they might give you the account if they're just not using it or something. 
What? Which means it probably was hacked. Probably. It was probably hacked. Probably. Yeah. So, so probably some Cowboys fan wanted to make themselves seem they were tweeting as Dude. a as a Redskins fan to make their fellow Cowboys fans feel better about the situation. It was probably Dude. something like... My Instagram account got hacked once. Not really hacked. It was just spam hacked by haters. And literally, all they did for three days was post pictures of llamas pooping. <laughs> yeah, but most people that know you would just, <laughs> just figure you were doing that. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Everyone, all your friends are like, oh, it got hacked, really? Everyone's like, Josh, uh, seriously. Apparently Stop there's sending some... all the llamas. Apparently there's some musician named Josh Allen, and they basically wanted, uh, they wanted that musician to have that Who account, and they kept sending me all these, you know, messages. Come on, let him have it. And I was like, sorry guys, I had it first. He should have been born earlier. You know, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And um, you know, because I had it since like day one of Instagram. And anyway, so then they just got pissed and started posting llamas pooping for some reason. These are really mature, like, 15-year-olds. Yeah. So what is this musician? Is he, like, plays at the local coffee shop on Thursday nights or something? What is it? I don't know. I looked him up. He had actually, like, a few hundred thousand followers. Really? Yeah. Well, be like, yeah, if he pays me, I'll give him my Instagram account. Yeah, he can buy it from me. Yeah. I still won't give it to him. For one million dollars right anyway um yeah so thanks to desmond c lee and let's move on to the redskins let's talk about the uh the game dudes overall impressions victory barely victory but a victory nonetheless how about the first three quarters overall impressions well the very first quarter of the game actually rather sucked because we had two turnovers and we got exactly zero points off of them yeah but the defense at least came up with the two turnovers. How, how about overall impressions of the defense in the first quarter? Very good. Very, very good. Yeah, the O-line. I mean, sorry, the the defense was playing really well. And then we got the ball back, like you said, zero points off of two turnovers. And I was starting to question. Um, Kirk Cousins again. Well, him and the play calling. Remember some more yeah. short pass plays on, on uh, you know third and long, and then we had Jordan Reed with like multiple, multiple holding penalties. I think Dude. at one point he had ah! three holding penalties for thirty yards and zero catches. He was like a one man wrecking crew to his own team. Yeah, so he was not playing well in the first quarter. Dude, there. I don't know what happened with him, man. But he did turn it on later and ended up with like nine catches or something. Yeah, dude, I, I know exactly exactly what happened to him. What he's never he was never a defensive type player in college, and now they're asking him to do things like I don't know block block things like that. And he he's holds. great at catching the ball, but he doesn't know how to play defense. He never learned in college. He's great so. at grabbing things like <laughs> balls and people balls, slick balls, balls. Yeah, I mean, but, but anyway, the Redskins, I thought they were going to go out in this game and play pretty well. John thought they were going to lose. I was like, we, no way, dude. Yeah, Aaron and I had flip-flopped on this, actually. <clears throat> and they were pretty close to my prediction, dudes. I told yep. you guys I'm good at predicting this stuff at the beginning of the season. I predicted 
seventeen to fourteen, and the Redskins won twenty to fourteen. But I do have to say, when I made that prediction, that is when we had um, another kicker. <laughs> so I would have adapted this up a little bit. And yeah, we didn't have the one-man wrecking machine, Quentin Dunbar at cornerback. <laughs> Quentin Dunbar, dude. All right, that dude used to be a wide up. receiver. He stepped up in that oh, game. Yeah, yeah, he was a wide receiver in like training camp, dude. They ported him over to corner. They he's w- smart though, man. That guy's smart. He's like the Troy Brown of the Redskins. Dude, you watch him, he can read the quarterback too. I mean, he's just like He seems like he's going to be great in that position. Dude, you want to yeah. know who else was horrible in this game? Before no. I forget about it. <laughs> D'Angelo Hall. What was he dude, doing? This was cl- Oh my god. Classic me, Angelo Hall, barely able to go. This was D'Angelo Hall that I've always hated. He had two personal fouls. He did, yeah. On that dumb horse collar one that was yeah. like right in front of the let me, let me also point out, though, D'Angelo oh. Hall is making the adjustment from corner to safety. So that then, allows him to do stupid personal fouls? No, no, it doesn't, but I think I think he's still finding his position. I think he's still finding... You know where he needs to be on the field. Yeah, he's, but uh, I wasn't so much cutting on him for. Uh, I wasn't so much cutting on him for his play of safety as I was the dumb penalties. Yeah. Yeah, the dumb penalties. And dumb. I don't. Was he playing safety full time, Josh? I didn't no, know. He, no, he played safety, and then he was back at corner, and then he was back at safety. They were like they were moving him, you know, up and back. It was. Uh, was interesting. Well, the one thing that I was impressed of in this game, and you start you're starting to see it a little bit, is the influence of Scott McLuhan because Dunbar came up big. Will Blackman didn't he bring that dude in? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but oh, let me point out too. I think there, it appears there is no like official, you know, strong safety or um, free safety. It's just. They're moving everybody around, and everybody's yeah. playing all these various positions. And we've got so many injuries. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but injuries are dictating a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and, overall in this game, though, dudes, now that we got a lot of the negatives out of the way, the Redskins yeah. played really well. I was impressed with uh, Alfred Morris. Finally had a good game. He was seeing he was seeing his cuts for the first time I've noticed all year. Like. Even on runs where he wasn't breaking them out, you could see he would see the cut, he'd make a cut and go. Yep. And earlier in the season, it would be like, why is he just running into the back of those dudes? You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, he looked like a completely different person in this game than he has pretty much the whole year, like you said. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Kirk yep. Cousins played pretty well, you know, after that. Well, he played pretty well. I don't know what his stats were, but... I know he didn't have any interceptions. He yeah. did fumble that one snap and then like turned around like he was blaming it on a greasy ball, and then he realized that he wasn't at the Patriots stadium. <laughs> yeah. He was like, where'd this ball come from? Well, at least that's what the announcers were saying, he said. Yeah, he looked pretty pissed. John was like, from your sideline? <laughs> it was supposed to be, uh, I believe, a handoff to Darrell Young, and just the ball went whoop. Yeah, it was on that fourth and one. Yeah. Hey, but I mean, you think about how many players that we've had or plays that we had. We had the two turnovers that we didn't capitalize on. We had that four that uh, uh fourth down we didn't capitalize on and turned it over on downs. You know, it's yeah, yeah. 
But the Quentin Dunbar one was huge because, well, it was in the end zone. They were moving down to at least get a field goal. I mean, weren't they on like the 10-yard line at the time? The Giants? I think they were. Oh, dude, we'd be remiss if we did not bring up the Will Blackman interception. Oh, man. Absolutely. Number one, I think all of us and everyone watching it as soon as it happened said, oh, the NFL is going to throw a flag on that one and take this one away from us because oh, right. he hit him too hard. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, Dude, that was hard. awesome though, because it's like I mean, he just stayed with the ball, and it just he, he didn't just hit him and go. The ball is loose. I mean, he had the you know the wherewithal to make that interception after that hit. Well, he didn't yeah. hit him. It was uh, oh no, not no. That's Jared. I mean, right? But he was like coming in when you watch him like running in though. There, I mean, it was like collision course about to happen, and he just had the wherewithal to go. Oh, ball popped up and grab it. Yeah, it was all perfect timing you, when yeah. you saw it, it. It flowed so nicely. Yeah, it was awesome. And that dude, I think it was Dwayne Harris, former Cowboy. He was like laid out on the sideline for like <laughs> a couple minutes. I could, and, and he got clocked a little bit later on on a, on a kick return or a punt return. Like I couldn't believe that guy made it to the end of the game. And he looked shaky for the rest of the game after those two <laughs> hits. Yeah. Dudes, I want to point something out that I noticed in this game defensively because we were talking about Joe Barry last week and – um, you know, how is he doing? You know, the uh, verdict is still out on on him as a uh, as a defensive uh-huh. coordinator. Um, we totally changed our scheme this week against the Giants. And I don't know if it's, if we changed it defensively just for the Giants or if this is more of a base overall change for the for the Redskins, if they're just trying something different. But, dude, we played we played like. 80%, I would say, cover two defense in this game. Did you guys did you guys notice that? And I don't know if that's because like uh Eli is is like yeah. one of the is one of those guys that's like gonna try to throw those short passes underneath. The great you know, quite a bit. So we had, you know, more guys up in there to defend that, but um we have not in the past. We have not been playing uh, defense against those short passes very well, and in this game, to me, it seems like we played much better. And I and I think it's partially because we're playing cover two defense quite a bit. Well, and, and partially and, is they were missing some offensive linemen. So. Yeah, they were missing like three of them. So, and speaking of that, that was driving me crazy. Every time you'd see Beckham lined up, no one would move up to press him. That yeah. guy's insane, dude. That guy is that catch. I was like, it's there's like no way he was in bounds. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. At, the, at first chance, or when he caught it, it was like, no, he went out of bounds on that. Nope. He's just unbelievable. And he has those super dicks gloves. He does. He has those super dicks gloves. Yeah. Why couldn't we get that guy? We could have. <laughs> probably could have. <laughs> I don't know. We, we probably could have, and someone like, uh, I don't know, Vinny Serrato. Did a line of coke and was like, ah, oh, we don't want that guy. Let's get Devin Thomas. Yeah, but that guy is awesome. Yeah, Devin so, Thomas was not awesome. No, he wasn't. But I mean, yeah, I don't know what was up with the defense. I know that in that in the end, I think when we were up whatever twenty to seven, they started playing that prevent on that. What was it, fourth and sixteen? I'm like, what are you doing? 
And 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 super absolutely no excuse. Fourth and sixteen, and they're playing prevent. And they give up a touchdown. Send the house. They they're missing three linemen. Send, yeah. I mean, send some extra dudes. They won't even have time to get sixteen yards down the field before he has to throw it. I don't know. I don't understand prevent defenses. I never have because they always don't work. And they almost cost us this game. We gave up two touchdowns yeah. pretty quickly because of the stupid defense. It's like what you were doing for three quarters worked really, really well. As a matter of fact, the Giants scored exactly zero points. Man, this defense is working really well. You know what I need to do to finish this game? Change, change it. Don't, don't change it if it's not broke. Yeah, if it, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Man. Anyway, you know. I do have to say also, late in that game, um, I think there was a pivotal uh, third down where Kirk Cousins was cool as a cucumber. Who did he throw it to? I'm trying to remember. The game was almost a week ago. Was it Matt Jones? Cool as a cucumber. On that third down, like with a couple minutes left, and we had to get a first to kind of run down the clock. I don't know. Cousins played pretty well. In this game, I have to say. Zero. I saw a stat this week that said any time that uh, Kirk Cousins has zero turnovers, we're like 5-0. and oh. Did you see this? And when we're not, when he has at least one turnover, we're 0-6. Oh no, I did not see huh. that. Yeah. So. The only catch that Matt Jones had in there was another one of those screen passes where he had Sheriff running in front of him like a big old bodyguard. And it was a, that was the only catch he had for the day, but it was a 45-yarder. Yeah, I think Scherf is going to be good, dude. He's, I do, too. He's he going to be solid for years. He moves well. And he loves to get out in open space and start destroying little skinny uh, defensive backs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you guys you have anything to add? Oh, I just wanted to say this. I'm so tired of losing to the Giants like every time we play them for the last three years, so I was pumped to get this victory. Especially yeah, and that's after why getting destroyed by them earlier in the year, like we played horribly against them in the Meadowlands. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, hey dudes, I wanted to point out uh, as I was listening to you guys talk about um, about Kirk Cousins. Uh, did you guys anybody listen to Kirk uh, Chris Cooley yesterday? Uh, I did not on on the drive. Did not. Um, well, he he had Gruden on actually, but he he actually made an interesting. There was an interesting statement about. Uh, um, Kirk Cousins, there was a discussion, and I pulled up the, um, the stats on this. Um, so in the past, in the last five games of Kirk Cousins, is this where, I don't know if you were referring to this, Aaron, but um, in the last five games, uh, Kirk Cousins has had two inter- only two interceptions in his last five games. Um, in He's also the, had a couple fumble turnovers, though. He, he has, but let's talk about interceptions. In the last five games, he's had two interceptions. Here, here's the stats for the following quarterbacks. Matt Ryan has had eight interceptions in the last five games. Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger have had seven. Joe Flacco, Andrew Luck, and Eli Manning have all had five in the last five games. Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer, Russell Wilson have had four. And Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and Aaron Rodgers have all had three in the past five games. So who has anyone had less than him? Um... Uh, in the last well, five games. I don't know. So he's doing pretty well. I mean, that stat is one way of looking at it, but you also have to look at number of attempts and yards per completion. Like, 
I mean, a lot of Kirk Cousins' passes, let's face it, are short. You know but he I mean? threw one hell of a beautiful deep ball to Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> oh, yes. We'd be Ooh. remiss if we don't bring that up. But I'm just talking about the whole stat thing. You can't really just look at the one stat. I mean, that's good that he's not throwing interceptions, but you know what I mean. Like, if there's dudes, like, you know, throwing deeper passes, then they're probably going to have – never mind. I'm not going to be negative about it. Yes, that's awesome, dudes. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has only two interceptions in the last five games. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And um, what was I going to say before I put my foot in my mouth? Um, injury report? No, I was going to say something. Oh, yes, John, thanks for bringing up that Deshaun Jackson catch. It was like, I think we touched on this last week. It was like, if you have a guy in Deshaun Jackson – that can catch one long touchdown a game, who wouldn't want that guy on your team? Because that's pretty much what he's done all year. I mean, I haven't looked at the stats on him, but how many touchdowns is that for him? Four or five? On the Six. season? Six. On the season, not that many. It seems to me like he has like he's one. He's got two this season. He's got he more than two. He's, he's got has, more than he, two. Not this season, he's got two. Oh, but he also has a couple long passes that weren't touchdowns, I guess, right? Yeah, he hasn't played. He's only played like three games this year. Well, it seems like he gets one every game, in my opinion. Yeah, last year he did. I mean, and even I think since he's, he's only... been back this year, like in the games he's played, it seems like he has at least one long catch. A game. I think he, he played in the first one game that he got hurt. Yeah, then he count the that. first game back, he was not 100%, you could tell. Yeah. And then, and then I think he's been back two or three since then and yeah you're right he's been like at least one long pass over 50 yards yeah i mean so let's hope that continues against dallas pass so do we want to go in our games and kicks josh do you have anything to add here injury report that was an interesting stat though about him compared to the other quarterbacks really interesting josh are you there josh I'm here. Can you not hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Now we can hear you. <laughs> Just Dude, it's here. like for some reason today, if I'm exactly you know five inches away, it's okay. But if I go any further, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear you at all now. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that's really bizarre. All right. Um, Stay at exactly five inches. All right, you guys ready? Get my tape measure out. All right. It's uh, time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. This week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by the Squatty Potty. <laughs> I heard a commercial for them on the radio. Squatty Potty. I think Josh bought that. It was a uh, it was a thank you for your you support. Fill my life with joy, yet leave Squatty me Potty is empty. is the perfect holiday gift. Dude, you can make a gift basket and get the Squatty Potty and the uh, poopery. Poopery all in one. That would be oh, awesome. Oh yeah, they should team up. If you guys haven't checked it out, man, Google Squatty Potty uh, <laughs> commercial. It's a real thing. It's it's three minutes of fun that you will not. Uh, regret and we and, haven't even received any compensation for that we didn't even we're, we're not getting like free squatty potties or anything no although just free, free rainbow swirl ice cream although i think josh got one for our dad for christmas didn't you i got that, that and mall mall blart what's it called 
Paul Bart, Blart, Mall Cop 2. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Mom sent us this wish list on Amazon and it had the randomest, weirdest things on there. Sensu, <laughs> what was it? Sensuous, Sensuous by Estelle Lauder. Estee Lauder. Uh, 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 really? Aaron's, Aaron's getting her that. And, <laughs> Paul, Blart, and I, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Which I immediately picked up. Two. Number, not the first Because it probably was in the 99 cent pin. And, and what was the other thing that was on there? Squatty Potty for Dad. What was the other one? Squatty Potty's supposed to come in a gift box, they said on the radio yesterday. Perfect for Christmas. <laughs> so if you didn't get the one in the gift box, Josh, you, you need like, to uh you need wrapped. To I need Yeah, to they it. said it comes in a box so you don't even need to wrap it like some gift box. I'm not kidding. It has not arrived because I, I actually I heard was this. just at our parents' house yesterday. Ah. Well I, why I, would I, they I, open their Christmas present a month early anyway? Well, it hasn't arrived. I'm just saying. No, nothing has arrived. Oh, okay. Um can't wait you can make a gift basket with like Harry and David uh, pears and a squatty potty and poopery. <laughs> Harry and David pears. Harry and David <laughs> Some sort of like dried prunes. And a summer sausage. And a summer sausage. And Perfect. a fruit cake. Long winter months. Anyway, uh, let's get into the kick and the balls awards. This back is... Charmin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kick and the balls award. Um, can I go first? Yes. Go for it. Okay. I'm giving my kick in the balls award to Jordan Reed for having three holding penalties in the first half, even though he went on to have a good game after that. I mean, seriously, dude. dude. That One of those might have been a false start. I don't remember. No, it was three holding penalties. It was three holding. Because I remarked on Twitter that Jordan Reed has zero catches for negative 30 yards. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that's who my, my kick in the balls award is going to. All right. That's my kicking the ball sword too, though. I'm just saying. You can't give the same one as me. Uh, yeah, pick someone else. Like for me, we for have rules. This is episode 400. This is not non, dude. Well, my kicking the balls is going to Deshaun Jackson. What? What? You know why? Get in the damn end zone, Deshaun. Quit dancing around. Get the hell in the end zone. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there is that. That's why he gets my kick in the balls this week. Get your ass in the end zone. Yeah, what was that? That was Deshaun make, showing off. Yeah, he's just like... Get your damn balls in the end zone. What's the matter with you? Yeah, you never know if, like, someone from the stands is going to throw a rock and knock the ball yeah. out of your hand, and then it goes wobbling up to the four-yard line, and then the Giants run up and dive on it. He almost. This is the guy who dropped the ball on the one-yard line in a game a few years ago, famously. Dropped the ball before he got in the end zone. Just get in there, dude. Just get the hell in the end zone. But he almost nice backed thing. into a ref. Dude, it was a beautiful throw and catch, though. It was, yeah. but I'm giving him my kick in the balls for that. And if you Get noticed, your ass in the end zone. Have you noticed that when Deshaun Jackson runs these long routes and totally beats the defenders, it looks like he's jogging? Yeah, it does. He moves so <laughs> fast. All right. All right, I got a kick in the balls in. Mine is a mine is a special edition double back to back play, double player kicking the balls. Um, I'm pretty sure that, in my opinion, that that was a touchdown by Jamison Crowder. He had the tip of the ball over the goal line, and they called it back. His knee was down. One of one of the one of the announcers said he got just the tip in. 
just the tip. You got just the tip. <laughs> so they called it. He they did. called it back. They called it back. And on the next play, Kirk Cousins had the keeper for the TD. However, the belly he the only ball. he only put the very belly of the ball and made it touch right. the line, the goal line. So <laughs> my double my double kick is going to Crowder and Cousins. It's like just stretch the ball out and stick it over the goal line. You don't have to just try to touch it. It's almost like they were like, go hey, balls I got deep an with that thing. Go ball they were like, tracks. hey guys, I got an idea. Let's just barely touch it. Let's touch the goal line and get touchdowns today. Let's not put it in. Touch it. I don't think Crowder was in after the review, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I didn't think he was in it either, honestly. Just and I was, it was questionable if if Cousins made it in, but I was like, seriously. They gave it to him because I guess two just the tips equals full-on intercourse. Uh, just the tip and then the belly <laughs> equals, equals a full touchdown. The belly of the ball made it in. Full on touchdown. I thought the belly of the ball play looked like it was in more than the uh, just the tip play. Now I understand he was being like grabbed and pulled down and twisted, but he <laughs> and he didn't want to fumble either. It, but it's like he just stuck the ball up in the air, like here's the ball, guys. I'm touching it with the belly. Yeah, that was close. That was really <laughs> close. Get in with the belly. Get in me belly. But at least he got the belly of the ball in the end zone. Yes. Even if Crowder it was not didn't get pretty, just the tip in. Yeah. It was not pretty, but let me point out the difference that made in our game. Yeah. Um, look at the score. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, we had uh, to get that in. <laughs> we did. And it doesn't matter how much goes in. Once it goes in, it's a score. So It counts once it's in. Yep. You know? All right, game balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. Sound effect. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive game ball. Oh, sorry ball. if that sound effect was too low. Here, let me try it again. And now, is that better? The coveted, <laughs> game ball award. All right, game ball award is brought to you by. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say here. Crossroads Community Church. Be a guy. Game ball. Den, 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 den. Den, 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 den. All right, I can I give my game ball? Sure, go for it. I'm giving my game ball to Alfred Morris because he was feeling it. Even though he only ended with like 78 yards, he I noticed that he was making his cuts and had good vision in this game, and that's promising going into the latter half of the season if he gets his mojo back. Yeah, he seemed to be finding his rhythm a little bit, but it's like, I, I don't know, man. Is it worthy of a game ball, really? It was for so, me. Yeah, because that's what opened up the pass. Okay. And how many times did he carry it? 15? Uh, you have to run the ball to win. True. Dude, in the defense... All right. While you're thinking about your game ball, our defense pretty much shut down their run, didn't they? I mean... We've pretty been, much, yeah. The first Absolutely. quarter, we gave up a few big run plays for like 10 yards or whatever, but then Dude. after that, I don't even know what they ended up with. I think it was less than 100. Dude, that's what I'm saying. We played that cover too, man. We had those guys up in there to jam it up on the run. Plus, we we could handle more of those little short Eli passes that he always throws underneath and gets us. I home. think they only had 33 yards rushing. Oh, and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the. Uh, well, I was going to mention something about 91, but I don't want to steal anything from you guys. All right. Well, I got this guy. Got to give my game ball. Um, Oh, for the most part, the defense. Yeah, you know, I should have given my kick in the balls to D'Angelo Hall actually for acting like me, Angelo, once again. 
it's a great way to act with that C on your chest, dude. Um, let's see. I can't even give it to Dustin Hopkins because he missed one. Yeah, hmm. I know. Although I'll give mine to blocked. Kirk Cousins because I think Kirk Cousins needs some needs some love. <laughs> I love you, Kirk Cousins. And we can't give one to Odell Beckham Jr., who is just might not be human. So mine goes to Kirk Cousins because he had a good game. He threw for over 300 yeah, yards. You, you cannot fault Will Blackman at all on that. Uh, uh, Beckham Jr. You can't. Fault I love him. watching that replay of that play over and over and over. Dude, he was covered. I mean, he was covered. Eli put the ball way out there, and somehow Beckham reached out with his one-handed grab thing that he does and got it. And it was there was nothing that could be done. There was yeah. nothing. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, is it my game ball time? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got to go to, um, oh man, I don't know. Trent Williams had a big game, I thought. Um, literally. I don't know. How about, how about Ryan Kerrigan in this game? He, uh, he and Chet both had really good games. That's a good one. Kerrigan had two sacks, didn't he? He did. He and, he and Baker combined for three sacks on the game. He was pretty disruptive too, even when he didn't get the sack. Yeah. So it was Ricky Jean Francois. I gotta say, it's like Ryan Kerrigan's got a step back now. It's like, um, it, it's like he has an explosiveness. Um, I feel like he, uh, and I was kind of watching some of the replays, especially on the sack plays where he was getting around. Um, he's getting down lower, like his body is getting getting lower um, on a lot of these plays, and and I think that's making a big difference because. He gets down in there and gets up underneath and just gets rid of the de- of, of the defender and uh, uh, the, the lineman and just gets around him. Uh, I think before, if you go back and look at some of the earlier season stuff, it's like he was standing more upright and rigid and not just not getting around, you know, the, the line. He didn't have that burst, like you were saying. But he's got this burst, but he gets like his body bent all down and gets up underneath, and the next thing you know, he's around the guy. Yeah. Um, boom. If you can keep doing that, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Yeah. And let's give a shout out to Quentin Dunbar because the guy said he broke his finger, which is why he was out for the last like quarter of the game or so, and the break was so bad that the bone was showing. Oh, Dude, his bone came out. The tip. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. the tip. Oh my goodness. And he he didn't go back in, but he's supposed to play this weekend. So. No, dude. But here's the most important thing with that: when that happened, when they showed it happen, they yeah. showed it. I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, he they showed when it happened, and then he got up and he celebrated. Oh and my then, goodness! And then yeah. he realized he didn't really oh, realize crap, it. I think my bone is sticking out of my finger. When did it happen? <laughs> it was on that um, third quarter. Yeah, did and he, he make had a the, catch or something? I really don't remember, yeah, but I remember exactly them. Ta- I saw him talking about it after the game, and oh yeah, I keep thinking of him as a receiver. <laughs> did he yeah, make right. A catch? So he made a tackle or something. Yeah, no, he made like a. Well, that's awesome if he can come back or if he can play this weekend because that guy, he looked like he was, you know, came out of nowhere, and I'm crediting Scott McLuhan for that. Yep. All right, so let's uh, take a short little break, and then when we come back, we're going to do our injury report. Speaking of Quentin Dunbar, and then we're going to make that. Did he make that on that interception? I don't know. And then we're going to preview. No, not not that early. Okay. The Dallas game. So, it's going to be a super short break. Like, All right. Super short. 
what she said. <laughs> Just a tip. You're listening to Belly of the Hog football. football. Please hang up and try again. All right, we're already back from our commercial break. And we're back. It was just a commercial for ourselves. That's true. Station identification. Desmond Seeley. Desmond Seeley, too, on Twitter. Follow him up. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah. All right, so injury report, um, which is brought to you by Josh Allen, is about to come up right now. Seriously, dude? A little bit of warning on that. You always do the intruder report. I'm giving you nine more seconds of this sound. <laughs> <laughs> to prepare. In a well, I'll start with the big news that we're happened. We're going to talk about. Oh, dude, I can. Okay, go are ahead. Are you ready for it, Josh? You want to talk about it? Are, are, you, talking about number, are you talking about number 56? Yeah, this is your dog, Mr. Nichols. Perry Riley. Dude, Perry Riley is going to be out yeah. for probably they're, what they're saying three to six weeks. Yeah, which means the last rest of the season, pretty much, broke his foot in practice. That is crazy. That stinks because he was starting to come back after we like dissed on him a few weeks ago for having a horrible game. He's had two interceptions. He's had two like Odell Beckham Jr. style interceptions. Both of them were super athletic. Dude, what is this about all of our players getting hurt in practice? Like last week, it was um, uh, who was it last week? Tore his MCL and his ACL. Culliver. Culliver. Out for the what is up? What is up, dude? From what I hear, is the practices have been very intense since they had an all players meeting with Will, led by Will Blackman. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, so the, the uh, proverbial players only meeting, yeah, <laughs> they are. players only movie meeting, like in all those sports movies where they start a slow clap at the end and then they go out to win it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what they had, dudes. Here we go. Um. All right, apparently also there's, like, some sort of, uh... <laughs> yes. There's some sort of, um... <laughs> some sort of illness going around the locker room that uh, Coach Jay Gruden has described as, um... Hantavirus. No, he has described, he has said, is going around a little bit. Is it kind of like on, um, Spinal Tap, where the, uh... It's going around a little bit, is what Jay Gruden has said. And who, so who that, was ill with that this week? Chet. Chet was out with it. Uh, he, he has missed practice. Chris Baker has missed practice. Um, let's Chet. see. Uh, he probably ate too much at the CC's buffet, and it was sick the next day. That's very possible. Maybe that's what's going around. A lot of the guys went to CC's, and the they're guys, like, oh, coach, I don't feel good. They went to CC's for pizza eating competition <laughs> um jason hatcher uh rested his knee he did not practice he probably rested the rest of his body also at the same time probably uh, either, i don't know he may have been doing things with the rest of his body just his knee was sitting there <laughs> his, um, knee. his <laughs> knee took the playoff sean goldson um he he still got those lingering issues with his uh, knee and his hamstring and his wrist and his hangnails, all those kind of things that uh, he's he did not practice. Um, Derek Carrier did not practice. He got hurt during the game. 
ankle and Achilles injuries. Yes, yeah. I want to bring that up because Jay Gruden in the post game, uh, they were talking about how they had that really affected their gameplay because they had a lot of two tight end plays in their in their uh, plan for this week, and that kind of screwed that up. And then yeah. you'll notice that on the plays they did run with more than one tight end, they had uh, is it Will or Tom Compton come in? Tom, Tom is the awesome. Yeah, he was coming in for uh, the second uh, tight end. So, you know, hopefully, I never really thought about Derek Carrier being that important, but it just goes to show you that a lot of times the unsung heroes could be the guys that aren't even the ones that get the ball very often. Yeah, they were basically bringing in Tom Compton, and and he's he's played very sparingly this year as a tight end and they were bringing him in as a tight as like a real tight end not just like for one or two plays because they didn't have anyone yeah yeah somebody i heard someone on espn talking about they had six linemen for most of most of the second half instead of five so it was helping with the cover or it was helping kirk cousins have enough uh protection to get the ball out and i was like well they had the sixth offensive lineman in because he was playing tight end because the other one was hurt, and they didn't even talk about that. They don't know, dude. They, they just look at clips. They look at numbers, and they look at names, and they go, oh, that dude's there. I don't know why. He's a six lineman. And then they act uh, like they know everything. All right, let's see who else. Andre Agassi did not practice because of a knee injury. I'm, I mean, <laughs> did I'm he have hair. on the pink shorts? I thought he retired. <laughs> Andre Roberts did not practice because of the knee injury. Um, Will Blackman was limited in practice. Because of a shoulder and hip, he's gonna he's gonna need to play, dude. It's 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 like every single person in the secondary is hurt in one way or another, and maybe even and that's gonna include uh, uh, number twenty three because D'Angelo Hall about lost his mind. So maybe he he has a concussion or something because he played like an idiot. Yeah. Well, the, the did did he got someone's kick right? He didn't get a kick. I don't think he did because I was so mad at, at Deshaun for not getting in the end zone right away. Oh, I'm giving D'Angelo Hall another kick then. I'll give him one too. <laughs> Col- <laughs> collective kick. All right. Lucky didn't. Yeah. I'm not giving him a kick. All right, who else do we have to talk about on the injury report? I got more. All right, the rest of the people. Dude, this is a long list. The rest of these people were limited in practice, and I'll tell you why. Um Will, Will Blackman already mentioned. Apparently, though, he did look pretty good against Pierre Garçon in some one-on-ones. But uh, So they're not too concerned about it. Um, the Shaver Everett. How do you say that guy's name? DeShazer? I don't know. We just call DeShazer. him We just call him Everett. Everett. Yeah, we just call him Everett. Um, hamstring issue. Apparently, he's had that going on for a few weeks. Uh, Chris Thompson, shoulder injury, which he did suffer in the game against the Giants. Um Apparently, uh, he had limited practice because of that. And and remember, Chris Thompson had that back injury earlier in the season. Um, let's see. Quentin Dunbar, the guy we've talked about, he was limited in, pro- in practice with... So this is a weird thing about his finger, dude, right? Like, the bone was sticking out of the tip, but it is not broken. What yeah, happened? Did the skin just get pulled down it's so all, far? It was only dislocated. They're calling it wow. a dislocated finger... It's stuck through the skin. That's Man, so I, weird. I just, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> God, that's so nasty. I read online that it was a nasty injury, and I did not click to see pictures. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm too yeah, old dude. to be seeing that nasty stuff. You would think if a bone is sticking out, like it would be broken, but no. Just dislocated, sticking through. Bones sticking it, out are not things that I want to see in any sense of the word. So do they just close <laughs> it up? They like stitch him up, put some new skin on it, and he's ready to go? Some new skin. I don't know. They, <laughs> they just spray some of that new skin. You know the paint-on skin stuff? Oh, yeah. Painted on like nail polish. Right, man. I don't you know, know like, but you know the way that he played on last, on Sunday is going to give him confidence going against it, our hated rivals. From Dude, they're going to give him a shot in the finger. He's not going to feel a thing. He's going to get out there and play. Um, Keenan Robinson, man. Keenan Robinson. Ah, oh, man. Did Kenan he get Robinson. demoted? Dude, let's talk about Keenan Robinson. For He's still minute. hurt. Actually, before we talk about Keenan Robinson, let's talk about the other one, Trenton Robinson, who has a hamstring injury. He was limited in practice. But Keenan Robinson, dude, he's got this shoulder injury, right? He's been doing all of these individual drills. And um, and when uh, I listened to Gruden talk about him, he said, basically, you just don't know how much strength that he has. And it's like, all right, he's sore, he's hurting. But how long does this go on? Is it is it a strength thing? I mean, um he had what did they call that thing? A PRP treatment. For plasma uh, rich platelet. Gives you what blood. It's a blood platelet treatment. rich plasma treatment. It's yeah, supposed to make you heal faster, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's supposed um, to make you heal faster. So supposedly, allegedly. They That's legal. Apparently there's a chance that he might be active on Monday. Um I think I, think, I don't know. He but, might he has to go to Canada to do that. <laughs> it's not legal here, right? No, it is legal here. I was just kidding. Oh. But but there um, was something about that a few years ago. I remember us discussing it with uh, with uh, Santana Moss. I thought. Yeah, it used to be that it was really, really a uh, uh, I don't know, really rare that people were doing it then. But it seems to be a lot more. It seems to be a lot more places have that, and a lot more cities where you know big cities where the NFL is located. So hopefully, it doesn't have to travel too far to do it. It's well, becoming more of a normal thing, I should say. I don't know. Here's my opinion on the matter. Dude. Just a tip. Man up. I, I mean, is it really a strength thing? Can he get out there and play? I mean, get out there and play, well, he dude. can't tackle anyone. We don't want him out there. Yeah. Well, that's true. So, But I got to say um, that, you know, Will Compton stepped into that position and basically has been – I think doing a pretty good job. Yeah, like, what was that? I saw an article that I didn't click on, and it said something about Gruden says that Will Compton has cemented the starting position. Yeah, yeah. Did you read it? No, no. Here's what Gruden said, dude. And I'm paraphrasing this because I'm remembering hearing it. But what he, what he basically said was that Will Compton, um, they have definitely has earned his spot on the on the team in this position. Is what he said. Okay. And he said, and then he said, when Keenan Robinson is healthy and comes back again, paraphrasing, that um, that they will find a spot for him on the roster as well. Right, right. Gotcha. Well, now that Perry Riley's out for probably the rest of the season, it's I think that's the spot. Yep. So, question: Is that all the injuries? Is that everyone? That's there all that I'm aware of. There may be more. I do want to point out on the Dallas side of the ball, no injuries. Obviously, Tony Romo is out. But other than that. Tony Romo. All right, yeah. So, yeah, that was a good segue because we have a few minutes left that we can talk about the upcoming game against Dallas. As everybody knows, if we hope you know, 
Tony Romo is out because he rebroke his collarbone last week. So that bodes well for the Redskins. Going up against Matt Castle. I was about to say, who the hell is the quarterback? It's not the Weed Man anymore. No, Weeden got cut. I remember reading an article about this. Weeden, they said that his whatever passer record was like 120-something or 130, which is pretty good. And then since Castle's taken over, his has been worse. So, <laughs> anyway, Castle is the quarterback. Um, is Josh is saying there's no one on Dallas's injury report except for Romo? That was the last that I heard. I'm going to check again. While That's crazy. I will say this. There's been all this talk around everywhere about how the Redskins should win this game and they're like favorites, and that's usually when the Redskins lose. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is just like, oh, the Redskins are now the favorites in the NFC East. Don't be surprised. I don't like to be a pessimist, but... Debbie Downer. Don't be surprised if the Cowboys put up an awesome fight and maybe even pull this game out because... First of all, here's my reasoning for this. The Redskins suck on night games. Uh-huh. When's the last time we won a Monday night football game? Or Sunday night. Yeah. This is a Monday night game, right? Oh, it is. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. So the Redskins are bad in night games. The yeah. one thing we got going for us is it is at home. You know, yeah. Tony Romo is out. You know. They haven't won a game without him, but that's usually when things get broken against the Redskins. They haven't and, won a game without Tony Romo, and now they're winning big. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I, I, I want to point it out about Matt Castle. I mean, he's a uh, you know he's a veteran guy now, right? He's played for like four or five teams. Um, yeah, but he had one good year when for the Patriots. Yep. Well, I don't know if you guys remember this. Two years ago, basically, the Chiefs cut him in 2013. They cut him, and... Um, he signed that very same day with the Minnesota Vikings. And then, uh, so he got his first start in week four versus the Steelers in that year. And um, it, the timing, you know, the stars aligned. And uh, he got the start because Christian Ponder was out with some injury. So the Vikings, on that start coming in, won 34-27 to 27 over the Steelers. Um, and I believe he received the... FedEx Air of the Week um, during that stint as well. <laughs> um, so all I'm saying is he's been known to come into a team in the past that he hasn't played very much with and lead them to victories. Well, he so we he take, got we them a he got the Cowboys a touchdown, I believe, after Romo went out. He did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's he's a serviceable quarterback, but he's not Tony Romo, who is known to throw those butt cheek plays and make us pay for them. Yeah. When it looks like he's getting sacked and all of a sudden he throws a 60 yard touchdown pass to a wide open dude. that's just standing in the corner. Yep. So, yeah, I mean the Redskins cannot, I don't think they will cause we hate Dallas so much, but they cannot take Dallas lightly. They need to go in pumped and they need to start fast like they did against the giants and they need to not let up and they need to not play prevent. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking to you, Joe Barry. You yeah. can't take the pedal off against the Cowboys. I would never say the game is over against the Cowboys until there's zero seconds on the clock, ever. Ever. I agree. And I bet the Cowboys fans would say that about the Redskins, too. Remember Santana Moss in that night game? 
yeah, end that game. Of, when was that? 1997? I think it was 2005. 2005. Who knows? It was so long ago. It was awesome. It was a horrible game. We couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last three minutes were awesome. Yeah. The rest of the game, they thought they had it won because we couldn't do jack the whole game. Awful. Yep. But anyway, what I'm and then you remember the kick heard around the world game. You never know what's going to happen in these rivalry games ever. So we game. get pumped for it, but Dude. don't be sitting there like, yeah, we're going to beat Dallas. Yeah, I think this year as a whole, you just you really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, look at all the crazy endings to games we've had this year. Did you guys see the ending of that uh, Detroit Packers game the other night? No, crazy. Who, who ended up winning that one? Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, I was, dude. Detroit dude, was it, destroying them when I went to sleep. Dude, yeah. So I fell asleep. I fell asleep in the chair. I'm not kidding. I fell asleep in the chair. I woke up. There were like two minutes left. I was like, "What?" The Packers had like come back to within striking distance. Um, really? It's like because they were yeah, getting beat seventeen dude, to nothing or something when dude, I went to bed. It oh. gets down to like a fourth, <laughs> fourth down. There's like only a few seconds left on the clock. The Packers had the, gotten the ball back. It's fourth down. They're like on their own 40-yard line or something. Um, or they might have been their own 30. I can't remember. They were, they were like way, way, way far away. Obviously, the only shot was the Hail Mary. Um, well, wait, you got to talk about the play right before that. Well, go ahead. You tell, me, you tell about that play. Well, the play right before that was technically supposed to be the last play of the game. Right. No time left on the clock, but... They called someone from Detroit on a for a face mask on, um, on a Rodgers. So the game should when, have been over, kind of like he the can't kick end heard. on the defensive penalty like that. Kind of like the so, kick heard around the world. Yes. So play. they basically okay. had a free play. Yeah. And and uh, Rodgers drops back. He avoids like two tackles. He scrambles around in the backfield. He he basically unloads with everything he has. This giant rainbow pass. Yeah, it comes like down. sixty yards. Sixty roughly. yards, right down at the uh, the goal line. And um, who's the guy that jumped up and caught it? It um, was the tight end, Rogers. Yes, Rogers to Rogers, and and basically he jumps up and comes down with it. It was so like they beat the they beat the Lions then. They beat on the a, Lions at on home an untimed on a, play, kind of like we the beat longest, the Cowboys on an untimed play. On the untimed play, on the longest ever recorded hail mary for a touchdown win in the NFL history. So, what was the ending score of that? I think they won like I don't remember. They won by like four points or something like that. Yeah, it was like thirty-one to twenty-seven or something. Yeah, so there was that game, but then there was also um, the uh, Browns and uh, Ravens game, which was crazy. The day before, I mean, that was. You saw that one, right? They there was no time. There was like three seconds, and the Browns tried to kick a field goal to win it, and it got blocked. And it got and blocked and run back for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Great. yeah, it's crazy stuff. And twenty-seven twenty-three. That was a. Final and there's game. also another thing. You know, the Redskins. I'll definitely say look like they should be the favorites to win. That said, there's all these other things going against us. The Monday Night Curse, the um, rivalry thing, where you never know what's going to happen. And yep. then the third thing is, I don't think the Redskins have won two straight games this year, have we? And and a lot of that is that we can't. We're zero and five on the road, and I think five and one at home. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But we are playing at home, so that's going for us well. Yeah. But the two straight games thing and the Monday night game and yeah, dude. So it's going to be a hard fought game as usual against Dallas, and hopefully we'll pull it out. Yeah. Anyway, I think that should round it out. I mean, we're going pretty long in this podcast. We haven't had a podcast this long in a, in a while. That's true. You know why? 
Because it's Dallas week. It's Dallas week. Dallas week. So anyway, um, well, I guess that about wraps it up. I think so. Don't forget, 8.30 or whatever time it is, too late on Monday night. Cowboys at Redskins. Yep. Uh, rivalry game. FedEx Field. Let us know if you're at the game. Send us some tweets. We'll be tweeting during the game. Uh, and I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. This isn't really good music for the ending, though. <laughs> it's like, let's get ready to play. This week, the Washington Redskins take on the Dallas Cowboys. This week, my Redskins will take on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I'll be at the stadium, man. I'll be there. How about them Cowboys, dude? <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully after a Redskins victory. Thanks to our longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. You can follow him on Twitter at Desmond C. Lee, too. And you can follow us on Twitter at Harry Hogg. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Especially this week.